Make a move it, then she'll call him. Forest fires, Google's ballin'. Take a chance and roll the dice one day. If you're a DM player, find you. Millennials can join this quest too. Expedition, we're gonna find a way. Well, once you've drained one topic, I mean literally drained all the blood out of it, what else is there to do except go back to a previous topic that you've already done to death, that you've already flogged to within an inch of its life? And um, again, I'm blaming Barney, as always. It's always his fault for, for just shoving this thing into my face again, for waving it about in front of my face again. Barney, stop waving that thing about in front of my face. It's not pleasant. No one wants to see it. It doesn't make you look clever. It certainly doesn't make me look clever. And what is it? Well, it's the old improv. Improv versus planning. And, um, I mean, Barney just couldn't resist, couldn't resist putting in, um, this, this barrage of, of calls. Um, but have a listen. There's a lot of different points he makes in there, which I probably won't be able to answer all individually, but there's some good stuff here for once, you know, from Barney, because normally it's just, just utterly disposable but I think today we have the indispensable Barney oh dear oh dear calling myself benefactor when I mean beneficiary oh dear oh dear I'm not even going to go into <laughs> how terribly funny all of that is hi Andy a little thought on peak moments and whether they are chance random or or contrived when i heard you talking about that i thought of roberto rossellini who had this really fascinating idea that his films his feature films you know long films were all at the service of, all focused around one image, just one single image, almost a static image. Everything else was there to serve that one image that he wanted people to see, that he wanted to create. And I think something like that goes on in role-play games. I think they are designed to have peak moments I think scenarios are designed to have peak moments I think GMs want peak moments and I think players want them maybe so So in that sense they're contrived I wonder if the, the exact moment the exact point the exact way that they emerge they explode, whatever, might be a lot more variable.
And at the risk of God knows what, I wonder if this brings us back to this question of planning, uh, which could lead in lead to railroading and uh, improvisation, which would respond to the situations, maybe. Um, because if, as the GM, you think the peak moment is going to be here or going to be there or happen in this way or that way, it may well not. For example, the planning, the planning thing. You wanted it to happen then, that they went in to the tomb and they didn't want to do it. They wanted to plan. So there was no peak moment that, and you had planned for that. And just one tiny little thought with regard to you railroading us in Walberswick um, and saying that you didn't because you only made it up on the spot. I think it's totally possible to railroad people uh, on the on the fly. And look, like I said, that was absolutely spot on to to for us not to hang around and for us to carry on. And like you said, we were faffing about. Like I said, it's it was brilliant and fantastic. Move it on a pace. I you know, I'm you're in total, total, we're totally within your rights to push it on, I think. Maybe I should just own my stupidity, own my error, own my mistake, and be the benefactor. I am the benefactor of your uh, efforts as a GM. Yeah, it's me. I'm doing it. That's right. All your effort is mine. Thanks. Bye. Hi Andy, so I've been thinking and I know that you know that I know that you know how dangerous that is. And so here's the thought, here's the thought based on our little bit of exchange about prepping, planning, all of that. A little bit with, I don't know, something to do with rules or just, just you know, just hanging out. Here's, here's my little thought. Here's my little thought. I would love it if you would humour me this. Let's say next year, hosted on Grizzly Peaks radio... An AP little mini-series of a mythos game, mythos scenario, that I will GM, which I've basically not prepped for. So we go full-on emergent and you play it and we go through all of that and then so the format could be all sorts of things like we could we could do it and we could talk about it but then i also thought that when that's done you can do one 
in the same thing. So we would we we have the same constraints. So we'd have to work out some constraints. Clearly, some kind of a plan, a husk of an idea, of a a a, a rough sketch needs to be allowed. And so we should have you know some some constraints for that for the overall thing and then let's say a number of points per session or something like that so that we've got a little bit you know bullet points something like that we've got something like that to go on and we and we and we do that and of course partly i am dumping all of the work on on you and tj and grizzly peaks radio but i do think there could be a lot of fun to be had with all of that um you know i'm just not i'm just not experienced with that and i don't know if i would have the time to handle all of that so it it's it's very much on bended knee uh that i come with this idea that i think could be a lot of fun don't know what you think about that but it's a kind of it's on it's a gauntlet put down on bended knee you know so here's my dirty little secret it's not such a secret i think i've talked about it many times before um perhaps people haven't picked up on it barney certainly doesn't seem to have picked up on it barney are you actually listening to my episodes and if you are are you taking notes I'm very disappointed, very disappointed, because Barney, my friend, I've been pretty clear that I am doing a bit of improvisation these days. I'm not, I'm not the old Goodman. This is the new improved Goodman. And I've been doing quite a bit of improv. You should know that by now. Now, my major mask campaign, that that clearly is in some ways a very heavily scripted campaign that's that's the power of it that's the strength of it is how brilliantly it's written um but i've been putting in a lot of interludes that are not scripted hardly even bullet pointed by me to be honest they're just made up on the fly largely we're 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 currently um currently doing one right now where they've gone back into ancient egypt i've made a few bullet points and yeah, just seeing where it goes. Uh, I even, I even put a plea out. I put a couple of pleas out uh, to um, to the to the Master Nile Athotep Facebook group. Has anyone got a scenario set in ancient Egypt? And amazingly, there are none. There are apparently no Call of Cthulhu scenarios set in ancient Egypt. Plenty set in modern Egypt. But it just struck me as being weird. I mean, we've got Cthulhu Invictus, we've got Cthulhu Dark Ages. You'd have thought ancient Egypt, someone somewhere along the line would have written something, but apparently not. So the players, the characters have all, through their own choice, gone back into ancient Egypt. Not sure what they're hoping to to, to achieve there, um, except poor, poor hygiene, um, nasty uh, bacterial diseases. Um, you know the uh, intolerance of of strange foreigners with with with, with strange clothing and, and accents and uh, and so on and so forth. But well, that's where they are, and um, good on them. You know for taking that chance, that choice. And um, the problem for me is, 
I've had to, you know, I'm just having to make shit up in the immortal, immortal words of, of Colin Spike Pit Green. I'm just having to make shit up. And, um, you know, look, I, I've done, I, I've dug around a bit. There's, there are bits and pieces around about ancient Egypt. In there's a Cairo source book. Obviously, you can you can look on Wikipedia. Um, so I'm, I'm, I, it's kind of interesting because I've been learning stuff about ancient Egypt. You know, very very early on. Uh, you know, in like the first, in like the first session, very early on, the players um, wanted to know about money, <laughs> and it was like, I've no idea. <laughs> no idea. Turns out that there were no coins. Coins were not invented yet. Um, it was mainly barter, but um, goods were also traded for for metals. There were precious metals that were used as well. So um, that's that was a learning. Um, Latin and Greek did not exist. That's another thing we learned. <laughs> um, well, let's say in the time period that, that they went back to, which is the reign of Queen Nitocris, which is, I don't think she really existed. She's, she possibly existed. She, she might have existed. If she did exist, it would have been around 2000, um, 2200 BC or something like that. Um, Latin and Greek did not appear until about a thousand BC because we were trying to figure out how would they how would they communicate with anyone um, none of them even knew hieroglyphics let alone ancient Egyptian um, so I, I did a little bit of deus ex machina I, I just basically um, decided that Nile Athotep for whatever reason would enable them to understand ancient Egyptian when, when they went back through his portal what his purpose for that is, who knows? Who knows? But um, anyway, I put the call out. I even I even went to the Brains Trust. I even went to sent a message to Mike Nason, Scott Dorward, and Paul Fricker, saying, "Help! My players have gone back to ancient Egypt. What what am I supposed to do?" Um, they yeah, they had a couple of interesting suggestions. So I'm, I'm keeping that under wraps, obviously, for now. So Barney, I'm not who you think I am I never have been who you think I am and um, but look misappropriations misunderstandings and 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 mischaracterizations aside um, I I want to say yes I want to say yes publicly I've said it privately to you but yes yes all the yeses I absolutely would love to do that what you've suggested uh, a mythos, a totally improvised mythos game, and to make an actual play out of it. Um, and yeah, uh, it's as I've said, it's it's a lot of work, but but I think it would be fun work. Um, I, I think we need to put some more structure into it, and I think that we have since kind of discussed how this could happen. Um, almost make it into a challenge <laughs> between maybe you and me and maybe a rotating GM and maybe we could get others involved, maybe Carl Rodriguez, who's been, um, you know, we've been kind of flirting around the edges of, of, of playing in there or running and playing in games together, um, or maybe others. Um, could be could be cool. Uh, I think it's quite hard. I think it's actually quite hard to improvise mythos stories because... On mythos adventures, you know, I'm not saying I'm I'm, I'm particularly good at it. I'm not blowing tooting my own horn or anything. I, I think the ones that I've improvised are, are well, I don't know. They're okay. They're okay. Um, 
I, th- I think the difficulty is there's no you can't just fall back on on something to fill to fill in the you, yes you can have combats but you're not going to have a lot of them because that's just not how the game works generally um, so you need to fill it in with a lot of improvised character stuff and a lot of improvised story building which is harder than just having some fun beating monsters up um, you know random tables do not really have a, much of a place in in Call of Cthulhu um, interestingly enough there there is a random there's one random table in uh, in Martin it's really weird they, they have a single random table for what things you might encounter beneath the pyramids that's the only place it's a bit weird but, but anyway um, the actual table is cool there's good stuff on there but I didn't roll on it I just I just picked things off it which I think is much you know more in keeping um, so yes Barney let's do it let's do it now Barney's been very kind to me because um, I left him some messages which if he had put them up he could have really made me look like a total prick total prick and and Barney, honestly, mate, I don't need your help in making myself look like a total prick. I can do that really, really well just on myself, just by myself. So thank you, Barney. Um, I mean, if you do put those messages up at some point in the future, then um, I'm retracting that thank you. Um, uh, but let me, let me just summarise my prickishness. Because I left Barney like three messages a few days ago, which um, were a little bit, I don't know, they were a little bit uncharitable. I was being sarcastic and having a joke, but there was a serious point at the heart of it. And really what it was, was me saying, you know what, I'm really, I'm really not into all this rules theory stuff that so many people in, in, in our community like to spend all their podcast juice on um i don't get it frankly i i mean for me i honestly don't really care that much about the rules that is my shameful admission but the way i left that message for barney was a little bit let's say um wouldn't have made me look like the most tolerant and reasonable and nice person in the world so all i can say barney is thank you for not publishing them so far um, but I, I think again this is a great example of, of how our differences are very you know make this interesting like tension and, and, and productivity and creativity between us because um, you know you, we, we have quite different concerns in some ways um, but isn't it great that people with such different values and opinions about, about a hobby can, can have so much fun when they play together so, in the end, it's all good. Just don't publish them, Barney, please. I mean, you've got something on me now, haven't you? Let's call it leverage, eh? So my issue with Seinfeld isn't so much the product of the times kind of thing as the fact that everybody on that show is selfish. There are no quote-unquote good people in that show. They're all very self-contained, self-concerned, and... You, you know, not good people. So that that's the issue I have there with Seinfeld. But mind you, I also have issues with 
shows like America's Funniest Home Videos and what what's whatever the one on MTV is, the where you know you're just watching videos of people hurting themselves because you're just laughing at another human getting hurt. If if your desire is to laugh at other people getting hurt, or desire is people to die, even if they're opposite political spectrum than you, then my opinion would be you're probably a piece of shit. Mind you, I'm not accusing or saying that applies to either of the people that were on the last show episode that you put up on your, your feed. I'm just making a blanket statement that I probably shouldn't make. So feel free to discard these messages and unfollow me on Twitter and Facebook. Anyhow, look forward to your next episode. Take care. Yeah. <laughs> and talk about people with different opinions, eh? Uh, you know, it's... I don't feel ashamed of having put that episode up with Nate Gilton. I stand by everything I said. I also... I also know that my brand of humour, in inverted commas, is not to everyone's taste, and that's that's fine as well. Um, but I think what's great in the end is that regardless of how different we all might be in our values and politics and opinions, we are all friends. At least I hope we are. <laughs> I'm certainly not unfriending you, Jason, and you know that. And I know that you know that I know that this is all just, it's all just stuff, isn't it? It's all just stuff. What really matters is who we are as people. These signals around us in, in the media, they get amplified and distorted in order to stop us remembering who we are. That's the whole point of it. But when I meet you at the gaming table, Jason, we're just two friends having a good time. Yeah? Rock on, brother. Hey, Andy. Spencer here. And I'm just calling to... Well, I had a couple of things to say. Firstly, I just want to thank you for running the Watchers of Walberswick. That was absolutely fantastic. And um, I very much look forward to being able to continue playing in your uh, Call of Cthulhu games. Um, I, I had a thought about, I know you're, you're a little concerned sometimes that you talk a bit too much as a GM, um, but I was thinking about a point where one of the, you had an NPC tell us a story and that was just a wonderful moment. I was so captivated by that. I think I could quite happily sit there and listen to you tell me a story for two hours. But perhaps I shouldn't be encouraging you to indulge in something that you perceive as a bad habit. Although, uh, yeah, like I say, I was totally enthralled by what you were doing there. But there was a moment in our final session towards the end no spoilers here but we were in a car and you had us all roll a spot hidden check and i believe we all failed it but it seemed quite clear to me that 
this was something you wanted at least one of us to spot as um i was gonna say it wouldn't change what our characters were actually doing or the nature of events but it did add a bit of um depth a bit of flavor to what had occurred and i wonder if it was really necessary for us to roll for that because you i believe you uh kind of just had Colin's character catch a glimpse of what was going on anyway and um yeah it, I, and this isn't a criticism I mean I'm in no position to criticize I've only really played a handful of games compared to everybody else and I haven't run anything uh, so um yeah I just wondered about your thoughts uh, regarding that and uh, because there's this idea that I've seen in a lot of rule sets um, probably lighter rule sets that there's no real point in rolling unless failure is an interesting outcome so uh, yeah also it's doing something that it hasn't done in four months it's raining. It's actually fucking raining. Now, for my English listeners, you'll be kind of scratching your head in bemusement, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> it doesn't rain here for months and months and months on end. And when it does, it's quite a... Uh, well, look, it's, it's, it's good. Hopefully this means some of the fires will go out because they're still burning. You know, they don't stop burning. I think fire season is probably coming to end given that it... The rains are here, but anyway, yeah. So Spencer, uh, I don't know what to say. I'm kind of really, I, a part of me is really flattered that you would say things like that. Another part of me thinks that you know it shouldn't. <laughs> you know, I shouldn't even begin to have the the notion that that I can just narrate things and people are going to enjoy it because that's not really what gaming is about. But I don't know, I like telling stories and uh, I'm, I'm getting good at it. Um, you know, I'm, even on the non-gaming days, I'm, I'm improvising and, and telling stories for about an hour a day with Amelia and um, we're getting into some really cool creative space because she, she, uh, she responds. She, she's as creative and, and directing the story as I am. Maybe I can learn something about GMing from her and playing with her, but... Just to address that specific point you made about the spot hidden. Now, it was that railroading? <laughs> it absolutely wasn't railroading. I, and, I, and, and you know it wasn't railroading. It was, as you said, giving you just this coda, this, this kind of wrapping things up at the end. Now, technically, if I can explain technically what was happening there and what would have happened, I don't want to give away too much. Certainly not for anyone that wants to listen to those episodes of um, The Watchers of Walberswick over on Grizzly Peaks Radio, which I've got to say is doing amazing numbers. I don't know, I don't know what is going on there. Um, you know, it normally takes me months and months and months to get um, over like 150 listens on, on this channel. That channel's only been up for a few weeks and we've already got, 
think 100 and, 150 odd listens for Watchers of Wolverswick episode one. I don't know who these people are. Who are you all listening to it? But anyway, um, so technically what was happening there was if any of you had passed your spot hidden roll, you would have fully seen whatever that thing was. And then all the ensuing sanity rolls and complications would have would have um, would have ensued. Did I use ensuing ensued twice there? Um, yes, everything. All the follow on would have followed on. The follow on would have followed on. Um, in that instance, the failed spot hidden roll was what saved you. <laughs> it's it's actually happens quite a lot in, in Call of Cthulhu. Spot hidden is not your friend necessarily. Um, it's even in, it's in a lot of published scenarios. There's a lot of way that I run the game. If if you happen to have acute eyesight, it isn't necessarily for the good. So, you know, in that instance, I thought, well, no one else in the car is going to see this thing, but Badger, because he's driving, you know, glance back in the rearview mirror as you do from time to time, and it's literally that that tiny glimpse. If you know Taxi Driver as well as I do. And if you've watched the last two seconds of Taxi Driver, as much as I have, I've literally freeze-framed it, watched it on slow motion, rewound it again and again and again. In that very, very final frames, he's driving, he looks in the, in the I think it's the wing mirror or the rearview mirror, and it shows something, and it's unclear what it is, but somehow it feels like it's important, but you can't figure out what it is. And that was kind of the the effect I was going for. Probably failed miserably, but um, yeah, just that glimpsed horror in the, in the rearview mirror that then you realise, ah, no, there was nothing there really, was there? Don't have to worry. Oh my gosh, Mr. Goodman. Maybe you should have someone drive you around. I'm looking, listening back to your older stuff. I guess I'm the... I'm on the September 26th issue. I don't know why I've lost track or got behind in podcasts. I don't know. Too many talks about movies. Anyway, maybe you should get someone to drive you. You seem to have a lot of road rage. Be careful out there. You crazy West Coast driver. You. It's a game we're role-playing. I'm a stranger and you're making mistakes I've just missed